Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and salutations well, welcome to this edition of Forward Pass Thinking Audio Content. I'm your host, as always, John. I'm joined by the great Mark Istook. Mark Istook, how the heck are you? Well, it's a new year. It's a new me. Uh, I've only broken four of my resolutions so far, uh, and we're off to a good start. What are those resolutions? To somehow be even more handsome? Is that one of them? Yeah, um, I, I really, I've been working on chiseling my jaw, uh, and so far to no avail. Um Cutting back on Diet Cokes, that's going to be a tough one. Um, what else? You know, I'm going to try not to use any bags this year, like any paper or plastic bags hmm. from stores. Yeah, you know, save a plastic tree. Um, also, I'm going to try to not complain this year unless I'm willing to do something about it. I'm, I'm kind of doing Posit- the opposite. I'm, I'm going to be more braggadocious. <laughs> it's all complaining all the time. No, I'm going to be more braggadocious. I'm going to be more prideful. I don't know if that's really the opposite. But you want to hmm. hear this? You said you're going to try to give up the, the diet soda. I gave yeah. up Pepsi and all soda, also bread and sugar. Lost 30 pounds from Halloween to New Year's. How about that? Did you have 30 pounds to lose? I didn't think I did, really, but I guess I did. I was surprised that it kept coming off. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, well done, I, man. I feel great about myself. Hey, you know, maybe we won't feel great about ourselves because we did preseason uh, awards here. We did who we thought were going to win the NFL uh, PA. No, not NFL PA. The NFL AP awards. And uh, there might be some egg on her face. Do you want to go through these and maybe do a mulligan on some of these? I uh, cannot be held accountable for anything I said before the season actually happened. Okay. Yeah, so, let's just do mulligans then. We could just now yeah, we're sure. held accountable. Okay. Sounds great. Defensive rookie of the year. I said uh, Rokron Smith. I live here in the Chicago media market. I don't know. I was drinking the Kool Aid. Um, I don't think he's going to win defensive rookie of the year. You said Bradley Chubb. That's more likely, but really it's Doran James or uh, Darius Rucker or Darius uh, Leonard. See, Darius I, Rucker I, would I used to be do an awesome. That would be an awesome one. Uh, he could sing about wagon wheel for his, for his acceptance speech, pull a little hootie in the blowfish. I, I had a bit that nobody liked where I was doing my boomer impression. Darius bringing the Rutgers, Leonard. But nobody <laughs> liked it, so I stopped doing it. That's why I kind of... I think yeah. that's a, I, I like the bit, personally. Yeah, okay, but thank you. To each his own. <laughs> but yeah, we like uh, Duran James or Leonard there. Uh, I mean, I think Leonard seems like the guy that everybody's talking about. I mean, his numbers are crazy this year. Um, I thought late Vander Esch, uh, you know... Came on a little too certainly late. Certainly made a case. Yeah. But the, the volume uh, and the playmaking, I think, uh, tilts toward uh, Leonard. Offensive rookie of the year, I said Saquon Barkley. You said Royce Freeman. Uh, Philip Lindsay kind of ruined that one for you. Um, I think it's Baker which is Mayfield, Which is okay though, right? because Philip Lindsay helped me win my championship uh, in uh, uh, our go. Experts League at NFL Network. So uh, I, I'm fine with that. I mean, it's, to me, it's Saquon all day, right? Really? I think it might be Baker Mayfield. He broke the touchdown record for rookies without playing the first three games. He was staring down previous head coaches on the sideline. I like the whole thing. And he's a quarterback. Yeah, uh, I, uh, to me, it, it was just Saquon's week in, week out on a team where he really was the weapon. Uh, mm. So I, I, I just, God, I, to me, it's Saquon. I, I get the argument for a Baker, but uh, what Saquon did this season the numbers the eye-popping plays uh that's my pick okay defensive oh no this is comeback player of the year i had jj watt you had luck i think luck wins because kind of the same reason i think that uh, mayfield wins he's the quarterback right his numbers are easier to look at and all that stuff luck so I, i can't remember when we had this conversation but if we'd had it after a couple of weeks of colts football preseason football I would have, I would have changed my mind because I didn't think he looked very good in the preseason, at least not right out of the gate. And then he kind of got better. Then the season started, man, and it's been fun to watch. And I feel like he's playing football differently. He was uber serious, Andrew Luck in years past, and it seems like he's having fun. And he's kind of alluded to that too. So 
me and uh, you are always the highest on Andrew Luck, but I feel like now he's playing to the level in which people thought he was playing before. I think he's experiencing his best year this year, and I'm I'm all about it. I'm here for it. I, I no, I think so too. And my issue with Luck was just that everybody, you know, kind of bowed down to him like he was this quarterback and god but he put the ball on the ground and turned the ball over a lot and nobody really talked about that enough and this year he he just is again he's not the quarterback robot he's playing loose he's having fun he's a i think he's a more dynamic player as a result um i I, i'd have to look at his numbers to see but it seems like the turnovers are down um so i i good for him man because dealing with that shoulder injury that he dealt with where you don't know when you can play football again and it takes so long to heal Good for him. I, I couldn't be more excited. Defensive for this year. Player of the year. I'd Clay's Campbell, who I just checked and actually ended up number one in the edge guys for Pro Football Focus. So not crazy. You had Miles Garrett. Uh, honorable mention we gave to Cleo Mack, and we I listen. I listened to the entire podcast uh, the other night, and neither one of us mm-hmm. mentioned Aaron Donald. So yeah, I don't know what that says about us. But we we might have missed the boat on that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I think what Aaron Donald did, it's. You wanted to uh, chalk it up to, hey, he's got Adama Sue right next to him, but it's not the same Adama Sue we've seen in the past. What he did this year is just insanely ridiculous. Yeah. Aaron um, Donald. So, yeah. No, no no argument from me. I'm, I'm going with Donald, too, now. Uh, offensive player of the year, I went Odell. I have love for Odell. I'm always going to beat the Odell drum. You went Deshaun Watson, which is an interesting case, but I don't think he'll get it. Um, I also threw in Alvin Kamara as an honorable mention, which I think if you would have done this, like, after the week four, week five, he would have been up there. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I'm giving offensive player of the year now. Do you have anybody that comes to mind? I mean, Mahomes, but uh, I think he's my MVP. Yeah, that's um, why I want to double so, up. So, uh, uh, you could make a case for Watson and Nuke Hopkins. Um, yeah. It's like it's hard to say who like your standout guy is. Zeke Elliott came on late. Uh, just I think Dallas relied on him a little bit more. Um, yeah, I'm giving it to Chris Carson. I don't care. I don't. He's not going to get it. I'm giving it to Chris Carson. He's my guy. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Assistant coach of the year. Okay, this guy just got fired. I think 90% of the reason why I picked him was because I like saying his name. I gave it to Jim Bob Cooter. So that didn't. Ah, you know, yeah. Yeah, he just yeah. got uh, shown the door there. Uh, but you gave it to Vic Fangio, which I think is a, a great pick and could be the guy. Hmm. I always think it's a little difficult unless you're kind of like inside baseball to know exactly how much influence coordinators have on their units, just given the fact that every team is structured differently. You know, if you have a team where the head coach calls offensive plays, but he has an offensive coordinator, like how much do you credit the offensive coordinator for that, mm-hmm. uh, that team success? Um, but uh, I, I like, I mean, Fangio this year was great. You had some guys who you would have thought like John DeFilippo, uh, would have been one of those guys and that did certainly not work out also showing the door in minnesota yeah um the uh uh jim bob cooter one was you know all signs point to them being successful this is a team that finally learned how to run the football but they just couldn't put everything together in all aspects of the game so uh yeah not jim bob uh coach of the year i gave it to dan quinn that didn't work out some injuries early in the year might have uh uh stymied that uh you gave to sean payton who i've been down on in the past but watching all the snaps from game pass i think sean payton has enjoyed his best season as a coach this year i think he's really uh like going forward on fourth downs more often i mean i don't know what he's doing with Taysom hill but i'm here for it i i love the me Taysom too hill offense i do so much. i do too and and it's it's not supposed to work but I, I, for one, any anytime something's not supposed to work, I'm I'm all for. Hey, let's figure out if we can make it work. I like I, I think that challenging conventional wisdom uh, doesn't happen enough uh, in the NFL. But I love the way they've used Taysom Hill. I'm I'm a Sean Payton fan. I think you could make a really strong case for uh, Pete Carroll up in Seattle. There's no reason this team should be in the playoffs on paper. Uh, their growth this season, and that's a big thing. Like, what does a team do from week to week? How much better are they in week 16 and 17 than they were in weeks 1 and 2? That is something to consider when you look at Coach of the Year. What Andy Reid has done this year, it's terrible how bad they are on the defensive side of the football, but uh, this is a year where you got some fun candidates. 
I think for this, but you could, but Peyton's an easy argument to make. I'm changing mine to, to the aforementioned Pete Carroll. And I'll tell you what, we were on that podcast before the beginning of the season. I was telling you they were going to the playoffs and nobody believed me. And then what are they, they, you know, after starting going to, they go to the playoffs, they fire cable, they fire, uh, you know, you know, they got, they got it all going. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm really, yeah. I, I don't even care about what happens in the postseason. This season has been so much fun to watch after I was told they were going to go four and 12. It's been so much fun. Well, this season has been awesome. I like we, this has been a conversation around the network, but we had an awesome slate of primetime games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had, a, you had multiple divisions that came down to the final week. You had, uh, as we've seen in, in, gosh, I think it's now 16 to the last 17 years or 15 to the last 16, you've seen a team go from worst to first. We've got new playoff teams. We have a situation where I think out of the 12 playoff teams, you can make a, a really solid Super Bowl argument for 10 of them. Um, two teams I, started 0-2, the Texans and the Seahawks, and now are in the playoffs. I don't think that's been talked about a lot. Well, I think it was crazy that coming into this weekend, this past weekend, you had a situation where the Tennessee Titans could have been the two seed or out. Yeah, I mean, they, they could have been almost any spot along that uh, that list on the uh, AFC side of things from two all the way to six, all the way to not making it, which is obviously what happened. But that's insane to go into week 17 and have that be a serious uh, scenario. You know, and if they win that game in week 17, we're talking about Vrabel for coach of the year too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Especially winning without his his, uh, his quarterback, starting quarterback in that final week. Oh, yeah. Um, man, there's a problem there in Tennessee. I don't know what they're going to do. And uh, that draft class of Mariota and Winston, they're both kind of, you know, I don't think either one has performed to the level that they had before the draft or the expectations. So it's going to be interesting because I guess Jameis Winston is going to come back for the fifth-year option, but they're not married to him anymore. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah, um, big questions. MVP. This is the grand. Uh, this is the big uh, granddaddy. Granddaddy. I don't know. People don't say that. Uh, I had Russell Wilson as I've picked every year and will continue to pick until he wins the MVP. You had Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> also, I told you about the the patch. I told you that one they have the anniversary patch on their left breast. That's a that's a curse, and they weren't gonna have a winning year. And you laughed at me, Marcus. Took what do you have to say? Well, to yourself, so, for yourself I feel now? like someone else on somebody on Twitter responded to a thread about how there were some other years they had the patch and things worked out. But I, I have not kept track. I saw of that patch. tweet, and here's the thing: it doesn't work because next year I think all the teams will have the hundred year NFL patch. That's not the patch I'm talking about. Also, they definitely didn't have a patch the year they won the Super Bowl in '97. So I don't know what he was talking about with that. And uh, Brett Favre threw that awful interception the year that they were wearing their 50 years of Lambeau, uh, Lambeau Field patch in 2007. So I don't know what he's talking about that either. Yeah, well, either way, you were right. Uh, congratulations on that. And See, I'm I was being more prideful. About, See? Yeah, I, I was wrong. There's, there's your New Year's Eve uh, brag, uh, <laughs> New Year's resolution brag. I, uh, uh, yeah, I am one of those people who still believes in Aaron Rodgers, despite a growing amount of evidence that maybe we shouldn't it's you Um, know i don't know because if russell wilson was going out and saying stuff like man i should be playing don't shut me down just because we're out of the playoffs i'd be like heck yeah man always compete but when russ when uh aaron Rodgers does it i'm like come on man just like fall in line just do whatever the coaches say well but russell doesn't have a history of of the kind of stuff that that aaron Rodgers does and you know tom brady had that quote that was attributed to him last year something along the lines that if aaron Rodgers had played in new england with their coaching personnel that he'd thrown for seven thousand yards and you know, 60 times, whatever the number was, whatever the quote was. Uh, the thing is, Tom Brady has always been okay to do whatever it takes to win. And I think Aaron Rodgers has this idea that he ha- that he has to do what it takes to win as opposed to he has to help his team do what it takes to win. And there's a slightly different mindset there. Brady is happy being checked down Charlie if that's what it takes to win a football game. And that's yeah. never going to be Aaron Rodgers' M.O., and to your point, uh, Russell Wilson definitely proved that this year. I mean, he's thrown for 16 times a game, and they're winning, so he's fine with it. So I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it's always got to be about what little thing gives us the edge instead of I've got to put this on my back and I'm going to do it the way I've always done it. I haven't seen that malleability from Aaron Rodgers, and I think you could argue that it's cost them, if not a title, it's cost them a couple of shots at titles uh, had they been able to to be more tactical on offense. Um because the arm talent, the, the quarterbacking talent that he has, I think second to none. But the the playing the game in a way that maximizes chances of winning, uh, that may be where Tom Brady has him. But at the end of the day, for me, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. To get back to the original oh, yeah. question of MVP, mm-hmm. I I just feel like what he did 
in his second season, really his first season as a starter, insane, insane. And to do it where you lose Kareem Hunt, you lose Sammy Watkins, the guys that are supposed to be your big contributors, and you're still up there just balling out. Uh, and and, I feel and like week in, week out, teams been... know what's, ca- what's coming, and he still does it. Yeah, I feel like Hill hasn't been at full speed for the past month or so. I was a Drew Brees guy until uh, Mahomes went over the 50 touchdown mark, and I was like, well, I don't know. It's over. I'm not, I'm, I don't know why I'm going to die in this Hill. Let's give it to Mahomes. But, hey, here's the big question. Uh, if you're a head coach, head coach is took. Would you rather go coach Mayfield or Rodgers? Uh, I, have, I have some Baker Mayfield ba- uh, baggage from the Big 12. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so you'd go up to Green Bay. Well, but 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 so I'm kind of thinking this out. I'm thinking this out loud. Um, I have some Baker Mayfield baggage. Uh, that said, his coaches have raved about him. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln Riley in in Oklahoma uh, to the point of tears on the podium talking about his quarterback. Uh, the way his teammates rally around him, I I wonder how long Baker Mania will last. And I think there's a reason that that. Uh, he, he's had some detractors along the way, but the the uh, output on the field, uh, you can't really question. And with Aaron Rodgers, I just wonder if you're always going to be in a power struggle. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. If you're always going to wonder if he's undermining you, if you're not BFFs, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, hey, uh, I don't know how often this guy was in the L.A. studios at NFL Media, but have you had any run-ins with Mike Mayock? Uh, yeah, we've crossed paths a number of times over the years, less so in Los Angeles, but more so, uh, in Indianapolis and at the draft. What do you think uh, he'll do as a GM? Do you, th- do you believe in Mike Mayock as the GM? Cause he was always, he, uh, it, it, my budding, like full on NFL nerdum, really a lot of that, I feel like is attributed to Mike Mayock. I used to love when he was the Thursday night color guy. I, oh, I don't watch college ball. I've told you that in the past, but I watch NFL network from, February until the draft, and I love mm-hmm. just uh, evaporating or just sucking in everything Mike Mayock has to say. Uh, DJ should be just as good. I love listening to his podcast. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah is great, but Mike yep. Mayock is really just – I've always said that he's the smartest guy, and I just love listening to him talk. So do you think they'll translate uh, to being a good GM? Well, I, that's always a big question mark of how well those things translate, but I will say this. I have not had a ton of interaction with Mike, but enough to know that I'm a fan of his and, and people that – that have had a ton of interaction with him all rave about Mike Mayock. And the question is always, can you translate what you do in a booth, in a room to the field and to a front office? And when it comes to Mike, people love to cherry pick evaluations where he's wrong. Yeah. Oh, he was wrong on this guy. And he was wrong on that guy. You know what? Find anybody who hasn't whiffed on some dudes. That's, that's the nature of dealing with people and a sport where guys fit differently in a team than you'd expect or have a different skill set than you'd expect but he is the the work he puts in and and then same you mentioned daniel jeremiah him as well the work those guys put in evaluating talent talking to coaches talking to scouts trying to figure out fits it's it's so hard to quantify the sheer volume of that work and i think mayock uh you know he i think he's a little uh, I think he's a little set in his ways in some of those evaluations. I don't think that's – I mean, every evaluator brings their own perspectives to it. Uh, I think Mayock hits far more home runs than he strikes out on. And I and I hope and I think he will be a fit in Oakland. Apparently, Gruden, this is who he wanted uh, to be the guy all along. And uh, I think Mayock brings tireless work ethic, uh, a keen eye. Um, so can he make the jump? to the front office in Oakland. Uh, it's it's a big one in terms of the personality he has to manage and the expectations. But if anybody's up to the task, I think I think Mike is. Uh, fun fact, I was a football agnostic after Brett Favre retired, and then because of Mike Mack and Rich Eisen, I became a head, head over heels in love Russell Wilson fan. So I always owe him that. Um, How about that? All yeah. right. Talking about Russell Wilson, um, our two teams are going to play this weekend. And what are you going to do in the divisional round when, like, the Cowboys aren't playing and, like, you could really take in, you know, you could really take in all the games without the pressure of your team playing? Uh, say that one more time. You cut out. What am oh. I going to do in the divisional round? What? So, divisional round, like, your team's not playing. You're really taking all the games without your, you know, having a interest. Uh, how is that going to go? Is that, does that help you out as a broadcaster, like, without the Cowboys in it? Like, you could really be, you know, unobjective and all that? 
Uh, I mean, I'm obviously rooting for Dallas to win, uh, but I prepared myself mentally for them to lose. I prepared myself back in uh, week five or six that this was not going to be the season for them. Their turnaround has been remarkable, but I still feel like they have massive deficiencies uh, on offense when it comes to finishing drives off, taking advantage of opportunities, not shooting themselves in the foot. It this isn't fun. Many... You're supposed to say to me, "No, your team's not going to be in the divisional round, jerk." Nah, sorry, I'm not. I'm not that guy. Like, I, I might be that guy if I'm all in, and like I'm a believer. I, I'm that guy. I'm okay. not all in. I'm, all I'm, right. I just I feel like this team hasn't showed me enough yet. So if this was a different year, the Cowboys had gone 13 and three or 14 and two or something. I I I think this is a longer conversation, Jonders. But I think <laughs> having been around for the Super Bowl run back in the 90s, you come out of that just expecting winning. We're going to win because it's all we know and it's all we've been doing mm-hmm. for you know three out of four years. And then at some point you kind of wake up and you realize, oh, that, that no, we can't just skate by. Like we have to actually put in the work and the Cowboys weren't doing that. They weren't making smart decisions in the front office, on the football field, on the sidelines, etc. And so now I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, all right, show me. Show me you guys are actually going to hang and until then I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. So. That's kind of a cheat code that I found because I went from Favre to Wilson. If you have one of those guys, you're going to win nine games a year. You know, It doesn't really matter mm-hmm. what you have around them. Can I give you a – so there's a button you can press. And if you press this button, the Cowboys only win seven games. They fire Jason Garrett and they go on to the next guy. Or you don't press the button and you're in your current situation. Do you press the button? Like right now? Like, like right now. Like they would have won so, seven games, missed the playoffs. They would be out of the playoffs? Jason Garrett's gone. Uh, I hate to be so cavalier about someone's livelihood and, and their family, but Garrett's know, been in yeah, Dallas for I, a long time. Yeah, he, yeah. Da- he's been there. He's been there a while. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't feel like he makes. I don't feel like in the uh, scenario Jason Garrett lands on his feet, he gets an offensive coordinator job. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah. below him gets jobs. Everybody, everybody's way. happy. Yeah. So yeah, press the button. Okay. Um, do you want to go through the games and do a little uh, pick them? Yes, let's do that. All right. The Saturday afternoon game, we have the Houston Texans at Indianapolis Colts. Who are you taking? <sighs> Give me Indy at home. All right, yeah. Um, or actually, it's the Colts. It's, it's, it's Colts yeah, it's, the Texans. It's in, yeah, because all the Saturday games are in yeah, yeah. No, Texas. It's, it's, uh, I, one up. it's, it's uh, give me, give me, sorry, that brain fart there. Give me, uh, uh, give me actually Indy on the road. Yeah, I don't I, know. I'm, I'm sticking I, with Indy. I feel like we're still waiting for the Tyron Matthew game out of uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, I don't know if I agree with you on this one because I, I love Hopkins and I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to take the Texans. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I want to go back. I'm going to look at the score of uh, their games um, against each other uh, this year. One was the overtime almost tie that uh, – Frank Reich was like kind of playing for the tie, right? Was that what happened? Uh, that there was that one, which would, by the way, I I thought he made the right decision, even though it didn't end up uh, winning the football game. The, the Colts lost at home by three in that game, and then there was the one uh, a few weeks ago where, where Indy won the, by three in Houston, and it ended the nine-game winning streak by Houston. Ex- ex- exactly. I um I. I like Houston. Their secondary is very suspect. And if one team has the football with under two minutes left to win the game, whose hands would you prefer to see it in? Deshaun Watson's or Andrew Lux? Andrew Lux still threw that pick against the Titans last week, that awful pick. I don't sure. know. Sure. I, I, but I also think here's one guy who's got a substantial amount of playoff experience against Deshaun Watson. He's got college football playoff experience. Yeah, that's fair. We don't know what. This is his what... first postseason. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll go with my home state here. I get. It. I think this is. I think this is a great coin flip. And I, by the way, I think this is why the season has been so much fun this year. That the fact that going into any given week, you know, twelve out of sixteen games could have been coin flips. All right. I'm going to make you pick it. The Dallas Cowboys are hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett have their perfect pass rating on the year. Doug Baldwin's coming on strong at the uh, during the late run of the season. Chris Carson, nationally underrated. Who you got? I didn't mention Seahawks. one single cowboy in that thing. Yeah, we're okay. We're Hawks. both on Seahawks. All right. Uh, can I tell you something? Do you have you seen these uh, cable Thanos videos? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have you seen these? Like Mina Kimes retweets these things. Have you seen these like ridiculous Seahawks videos? Uh, yeah, I feel like I saw one of them. I just like so, a, like a hype video kind of thing. Like yeah, like it's like a, a but like a yeah. really stupid, funny hype video. 
Russell Wilson's been retweeting this guy, and now he's going to play this guy in Super Smash Brothers. I just played the guy who makes those videos thinking like, all right, well, he can make funny videos better than me, but I'll be able to beat him in Super Smash Brothers. He kicked my butt. What do I have to, what do what I have going on? Mark, help me out here. Wow. I, I got to look this, check this guy out more. He's better at everything than me. What do, like, what do I have to do? Does he host a podcast? He writes for, I think he writes for the Atlantic or something. Let me see what he writes for. Oh, all right. Yeah, he yeah he's everything. probably behind a paywall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Los Angeles at Baltimore. We watched this game on a Saturday a couple weeks ago. Uh, Baltimore gave it to the Chargers. For, for I early. think the Ravens win this one. Yeah, I do too. I think, dude, so when I said a minute ago that you could make a solid argument for 10 out of the 12 teams, the argument you can make for the Ravens is a compelling one. They play – I made this comparison the other day on the air that – all, that obviously Lamar Jackson and Tim Tebow are not the same, not the same player. Mm-hmm. However, they present similar challenges to opposing defenses in that they run a simplistic offense that is theoretically dumbed down, but teams have a hard time stopping. I mean, they put they put up 300 rushing yards the other day, which you shouldn't be able to do when you know that's how they have to beat you. They have to run the football to win, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Edwards, Dixon with the football in their hands. This can be a, a ball control offense can be hard for the Chargers. Where did Gus Edwards come from? And he's running all over the place. And this is a great revenge game for uh, Weddle. How about that? Revenge yeah, game. Yeah, there's that. And also, also, I'm a big fan. Uh, they're playing in Baltimore. That helps. I'm also a big fan of the um... – oh, hell, I lost my I lost my narrative here. Uh, Ravens <laughs> wouldn't run the football. Uh, defense, ball control. Yeah, I forgot the point I was going to make. Regardless, I think the Ravens are going to be tough to stop. I feel bad for the good old Catholic boy, Phil Rivers, because this kind of seems like one of those last chance scenarios, and it just seems like he's running up against a buzzsaw here. I don't know. Yeah. At, at, oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. I love the replacement running back late in the season that just tears people up, a la oh, C.J. Yeah. Anderson, a la Gus Edwards. Like the guy who comes in with fresh legs, you never heard of him, Damian Williams. Coming out, balling out, weeks 14, 15, 16, 17. I love that. Love those guys. What if, like, I told you in 2006 that Terrell Suggs, Antonio Gates, and Phillip Rivers were going to be playing a playoff game in 2019? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, so we're playing, like, Madden uh, yeah. retro version? Yeah, the Hall of Fame edition or something. Right, right, right. Uh, the final game uh, is Philadelphia traveling to Chicago. A little Fog Bowl 2 action, maybe. Uh, we talked about Khalil Mack. I, okay, I tweeted out yesterday that I have more faith in Nick Foles than Mitch Trubisky, and people argued with me about how the Bears are a better overall unit, but no one said that Mitch Trubisky is better than Nick Foles because mm-hmm. I don't think you can make that argument. Um, this is gonna, this is, I know you don't know this because you work for NFL Media, but this is a six-point game according to Vegas. I don't think it should be that big, but it is. So I think... I don't know. I like Philly in an upset, but all my friends here in Chicago are, would get mad at me, so I'm going to take the Bears just so I can keep going downtown and stuff. Uh, well, I would both agree with you. I would, well, I would agree with you that uh, I think Foles um, is when he when he is good, he is better than Mitchell Trubisky. He's not always good is the problem, but I do think he's a, a better quarterback. Uh, just when he's like I said, when he's on, um, Trubisky just hasn't had enough opportunities yet to demonstrate that, but. I think the Bears are a better team, and I think they have that. In, that defense is cra- is crazy. Getting Jordan Howard the football, as we saw last week, this is a great time of year for him to come on and contribute. Playing in Chicago, night game. For me, this one is uh, this one's the Bears to lose. So yeah, I, Eddie Jackson might have a big national stage come out party. Um, some of the best football analysis I've heard this season, I was watching the Rich Eisen show and Jake Johnson of New Girl fame was on promoting the Spider-Man movie that he's in. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. was talking about how he's a big Bears fan and he thinks this is about to become Jordan Howard's time of the year. And then going into the playoffs, he's going to become the number one back again and take that from Trey Cohen. And it just made the most sense. And so far he's been correct. It's just, I don't know. I love that that's been yeah, like the best usually, football usually analysis. He make, yeah, usually he... He makes his move in uh, you know November or maybe late October when it starts getting cold. But this would be a great time of year, and he looked he looked solid against the Vikings uh, in Week 17. So yeah, if you're a Bears fan, obviously that's what you're hoping for. But look, I don't have a problem seeing Mitchell Trubisky rush for 60 yards. That defense getting after opposing teams, the pressure they bring. Uh, I, this is a tall order for the Eagles. And by the way, you mentioned Nick Foles. I don't think we really have a, contra- a quarterback controversy, but his numbers on paper 
are comparable to or better than Carson Wentz's this year. And it's it's worth at least asking why. I take uh, so I suffer from depression. I take antidepressants. I take mental health very seriously. But so I'm not glib when I say this, but. I think that Carson Wentz watched his team go on win the Super Bowl without him. And I know in Seattle they do all that sports, like psychiatry, like all that sports yep. stuff. And, like, I think that that should be something that if they haven't looked into already, like they need to get somebody to talk to Carson Wentz. And, but also he wasn't healthy all year. I'm willing to throw this year out of tape because he yeah, wasn't that's, healthy that's compl- coming off I think the ACL I think that's very I think that's totally fair. Um, but I, I need to look at our research back because we had some numbers comparing both last year and this year, so the two years cumulative for both those guys. And it was a much more compelling case for Nick Foles than you'd think. Obviously, when he stinks it up, it, it, it's it's you can't start a guy that uh, has some of the games that he has. But when he's on and he's distributing the football and making quick decisions, I mean, I still remember in awe of what he did last postseason. Uh, it shouldn't have happened. I don't think he should be the guy going forward in Philly. Carson Woods is the younger guy. The, the upside there is tremendous. But I just think we – we act like the gap has been bigger than it was. And this was not a great year for Carson Wentz. And it might be, you know, to say that a young guy coming out of college wasn't, uh, wasn't affected by watching his team go win a Super Bowl when he has to stand on the sidelines and that he doesn't feel like he has something to prove as a result. I think to just ignore that possibility, uh, uh, misses out on on you know the rea- potential reality of the situation. Yeah, there are humans underneath the helmets and all yes. that kind of stuff. Um, but also yes, throw the ball to Alshon Jeffrey. You know that too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know. Get Nelson Aguilar involved. Uh, Marcus took you were so great. Uh, thank you for always doing this dumb show of mine. Uh, you've been one of the best people at helping me. You know, kind of build this and kind of helped me get my foot in the door a little bit as I'm trying to sneak into the real uh, adult world of media. Uh, you've been the best. Thank you so much. Hey, are you going to do more dream jobs uh, during the off season? Great question. Um, I had a blast doing dream job and uh, would love to find a way to continue to do more of it. I just need to figure out uh, who I talk to and the amount of time I want to devote to it. Um, but uh, it's always cool talking to people who have cool jobs and kind of picking their brain about what it is they love about it, why they do it, what got them there, et cetera. And thank you for your kind words, by the way, man. I always appreciate coming on and chatting with you. Yeah. Um, before we let you go, uh, how can people see you on NFL Network or wherever else throughout the offseason or the postseason? Yeah, too? well, during the season, uh, NFL Fantasy Live, now that uh, that season's wrapped up, we'll be doing uh, NFL Game Day Halftime uh, these upcoming Saturdays. Uh, and then I'll be traveling to Atlanta for NFL uh, Live in uh, or Super Bowl Live in uh, Atlanta the week of leading up to the game on Sunday between whomever versus whomever. And when it's Chiefs the Seahawks Rams. versus the Ravens, you have a plus one for Jonders. Oh, Seahawks Ravens! Talk about uh, an interesting matchup. That's the one I want. Like, I feel like that would get everybody really mad. It it would just be everything for me. I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> you hear all the talk about ratings and. <laughs> Who has and, the Super Bowl this year? Is it Fox this year? Uh, I uh, let's see. Yeah, it's Fox. Uh, oh, Joe Buck is pissed. Oh, no, no, CBS. Oh. CBS. Oh, CBS. CBS. Oh, Tony Robo and, uh, making the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, that was that was a necessary dig I took as you at you as you're going out with Tony Robo finally making the Super Bowl. All right, yeah. you're the best. Uh, Thanks, thank you for doing this. As I said, uh, goodbye. You know, bye. I don't know. Happy, happy, yeah, Happy New Year. Oh yeah, Happy Keep New Year. Keep up the bragging. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm probably I'm probably done at this point. All right, take care, man. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. John is here still. I'm joined by Ross Dog. Ross Dog, say hi. Hi. Hey, uh, Mark Istug liked my Boomer Darius Rucker's bit. So, suck it. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... How's your How's your New Year's? Was it Was it a fun time? Did you have a gay old time? Um. Did you kiss yeah. Katie at midnight? Fuck yeah, I kissed Katie at midnight. Andy Blink gave me a kiss on the cheek at midnight. How do you feel about that? Oh, so you, so you did go uh, somewhere? I did go somewhere. Yeah, I got a kiss on the cheek from Andy Blink. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are traveling to Houston to play the Houston Texans, who are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Andrew Luck, the, both these teams came off pretty devastating starts. Uh, the Texans started at 0-3. I think the Colts at one point were like 1-5. Is that even possible? I don't know. Both these teams have uh, fought back into it. Both of these teams are AFC South teams. Uh, 
I talked to Marcus, took about this game, and he asked me who do I trust more, Sean Watson or Andrew Luck. And he's rolling with Luck, but I'm rolling with Watson. What do you think? Interesting. I'm I'm su- I'm surprised to hear you say Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I don't know I just, why. Andrew Luck still throws balls up for grabs like he did in Week 17. He just threw that one awful pick, and I feel like he has one of those in him. Also, I think um, – Oh, yeah, I think Tyron Matthew might have a game in him. We haven't seen him go off really this year. And I think uh, the real reason Andrew Luck has played so well this year is that he's been clean. But Jadevian Clowney and J.J. Watt and Merciless are going to come for him. So, I don't know. Hmm. Okay, that was that was going to be really be my follow-up. Is not um, not uh, who's the better quarterback, but which quarterback is playing behind the better defense. And I think that it's the Texans. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, I just told you off mic that uh, Marcus took like my Jarius uh, Rutgers Leonard bit that you hated. But outside of him, I don't really know where this defense. Yeah, the Col- yeah, the- yeah, exactly. I, I-, I was going to say the same thing. Besides the one dude that I guess is good, and I literally just heard about him a month ago for the Colts. I think that the the Texans have the superior defense and you know, like Andrew Love probably is the better quarterback here. Like when it comes down to fundamentals and, you know, football IQ and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, man, the Texans played for that, chunk of the season where they what won nine eight nine games in a row or something yeah they like won that. nine games in a row and it started with a colts win or a win against the colts and it ended with losing to the colts so i don't know how you factor yeah. that in at all but i i think that by some sort of mathematical theory that the texans win this game if they won the first one they lost the second one they win the third one I really so like Marlon my, Mack. He's probably my favorite running back in this game. Naheem Himes has kind of been coming on a little bit of late, kind of taking snaps away from Marlon Mack. Lamar Miller really hasn't done it for me this year, but I'm also with you. I'm going to take the Houston Texans, minus one and a half. All right, moving on. Saturday night. See, don't you love these – don't you love playoff spreads too? Because they're all like less than seven, and it's just awesome. It's yeah, great. It's, it's crazy. Also, So um, up next we have our hot game of the week. If the dome is open, if not, we really don't have a hot game of the week. Um, but I think I don't know. Is it usually open in Jury World? I don't think it is. So maybe we don't have a hot game of the week this week. But it's the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Dallas to play the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, man, I just look. Van Der Esch has come on late. He's been playing really well, and uh, Earl Thomas almost single single handedly won this game for him uh, in Week Three. But since then. Man, Doug Baldwin has really come on the last couple of weeks, and Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson have that perfect passer rating when Russell Wilson's targeting Tyler Lockett. You know how I feel about Chris Carson, and look, I I really – we've seen the Seahawks play up and down to their opponents, and that's the only thing I'm a little bit worried about in this game, but I think the Seahawks on offense, defense, and special teams are a better unit in all three categories than the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, number one, I think it's crazy that the Cowboys have home field advantage because they're just like, to me on the outside, the Cowboys are like, just okay. You know, like they're just like, just okay. I don't, I understand how they made the playoffs. The first five games of the season, they should have not made the playoffs at all. But my second thing here is that Jason Garrett, literally has no clue what the hell is going on about football. Period. Yeah, it seems that way. He's, he's always clapping. He's a, he's a bad coach. And he pretty much, like, what did he do uh, that was crazy um, in the game this past weekend? Oh, yeah, he leads his whole team in against the Giants. Well, right? Yeah, he, and he, he benched Elliott, and then they played that whole game out, and they won by, I think, one point, if that's impossible, because yes. that was one of the games I picked up on you last week when I won last week. You had the Giants, or no, what was it? Let me look, let me go through my notes. You had, let me see what the spread was. Probably had the Cowboys. 
Okay, yeah, you had the Cowboys. Let me see if I could find this game. Where are the Oh, that was a first half game. So, yeah, that was the first game. Uh yeah, you had the Cowboys plus 6, I had the Giants minus 6, and that's how I picked up that one. Um What was my point there? Look, also, look, Ezekiel Elliott's great, but Puna 4 has been coming on great and oh, so is Jason Reed. Garrett benching everyone. Jason yeah. Garrett benching everyone. Yeah, I don't know. I have nothing about that. I uh, I think it's ridiculous to play Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper if you're not going to play Ezekiel Elliott. Like, just shut it down. But yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Look, this is the these are the two names that you need to know if you're going into Saturday nights. Look smart if you're going to watch these games in front of people. Puna Ford and Jaron Reed. These those are the inside tackles. Those are the defensive tackles for the Seahawks. They're going to get interior pressure on Dak Prescott, and they're going to stuff the run and stop Ezekiel Elliott. Frank Clark's coming off the edge. I'm telling you, man, this defense is legit, and uh, yeah, they're going to shut down the Cowboys. That's why we're both taking the Seahawks plus one, right? Absolutely. Uh, Sunday, the Los Angeles Chargers uh, fly out to Baltimore. They've actually probably, or not, not yet, but they won't fly out Sunday morning, but they'll get there before Sunday to Baltimore to play Eric Weddle and his beard. Okay, I feel bad for Philip Rivers. I said this in the earlier part of the podcast, but he's a good old Catholic boy. He's got those nine kids. He doesn't, you know, contraceptive, what's that? But he's running into a buzzsaw here. Uh, Humphreys... Carr and Smith, those corners are crazy good. Eric Weddle, this is a revenge game. Uh, CJ Mosley ended the game last week with a pick, and Terrell Suggs is like like 20 years old somehow, even though like Terrell Suggs was birthed into the NFL. I think that's how it happened. Like He he entered the NFL, <laughs> yeah, and that's when yeah. he was birthed. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, Gordon should be playing in this game, which will help the Chargers. And you know how I feel about Allen, but I, I'm going with the, the Baltimore defense here. Also, I just – look, Gus Edwards, Edwards came out of nowhere, and he's been running like a madman. Uh, I kind of am very intrigued by Lamar Jackson. He plays the game completely differently than anybody else in the NFL does, and it's so fun to watch. So maybe that's why I'm doing it. But, man, I would love to see Phillip get into the Super Bowl before his career is over. And this is kind of a last chance, it feels like. But What's my heart here? my mind say different things. My mind says Baltimore minus 2.5. Are you honking at somebody? Yeah, I almost right. got hit again. <laughs> it's going to happen <laughs> one day. Hopefully for the Super Bowl show you'll get hit. Maybe. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. I took Baltimore minus 2.5. What are you doing? Um, I am not taking Baltimore. Wow. Yeah. So I really, I I was excited to talk to you about this game because I was wondering if you were going to continue to ride the Ravens and I love it. I think that it's the right pick, but I think taking points in this game smarter, if that makes sense. Have I been riding the Ravens? I I feel like I did earlier in the year and then I, you've been riding them oh yeah huh. you've been riding them yeah all right i'm um, on board i like it so and also yeah how old's terrell Suggs? like seriously is he like 40 something because i don't understand how a uh a linebacker a, a freaking middle linebacker playing football well, can plays, last that plays... many years not, he plays right outside linebacker, but, he, I mean, it's still ridiculous. Oh, he's but outside. he's 36. Okay. That's insane. I, I don't I, I don't understand how someone can put that much, like, wear on their body and and just be playing at still this, like, high of a level. That Jerry Angelo and the Bears said he was too slow, so they passed on him and took Lance Briggs instead. Oh, I, you know what, though? I love Lance Briggs. I mean, he's I'm just saying he's good. not as good as Terrell Suggs, so. Well, that's correct, but. Hey, in Chicago, Anyways. Nick Foles is coming, uh, and the Bears are favored by six and a half. I tweeted out this week that I trust Nick Foles more than I trust uh, Mitch Trubisky, and people got mad at me, but nobody said I was wrong. So, what is? How does that make you feel? Uh, I, I mean, I'd be the first to say that um, Mitch Trubisky makes errant throws that are not just errant, but also unnecessary. Like, the interceptions I've seen him throw this year, some of them are so bad, and they're they're not needed. They're in times where you're just forcing something, and 
I don't think that Nick Foles does that as much, but Nick Foles also can make a good pass in this game and get intercepted because the Bears' defense is so good. Yeah, so um, this might be the national coming out party for Eddie Jackson, and I'm here for that. That'd be great. But um, I I don't know. Uh, it might be the Alshon Jeffrey revenge game that he's wanted since he's left the Bears. Uh, but I, I this is what I'm going to do. I picked the Bears straight up in the earlier segment with Marcus took, but against the spread, I'm taking the Eagles plus six and a half because I think it's going to be a field goal game. I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, but I think it's insane that the spread is six and a half. Like, come on. It's what moved up that? a point since this morning because what I originally sent you this morning was five and a half. So it's gone up a point. So that means a lot of people are betting on the Bears, which means nobody trusts Nick Foles once again. Man, I don't know if I said this on the podcast for from Monday, but I was talking to Ron McGinley about Nick Foles. I went to a preseason game when Nick Foles was still with the Chiefs, and watching uh, Nick Foles throw the ball in person was really incredible. I don't know. I thought Nick Foles was going to replace Alex Smith that year, two years ago. I thought Nick Foles was the future, and he's had his ups and downs since then, like pretty low downs, but also like maybe playing the best game in Super Bowl history, ups. So I, I it's a crapshoot, man, and I, I would be somewhat terrified if I was a Bears fan, not to like harsher, mellow, or whatever. I don't... <clears throat> I don't think terrified is the right adjective. Um, I would be very concerned that for no reason he's going to play cons- like he did last year in February. Concerned is a much better – and that's that's where I'm at right now because <clears throat> that's that's the problem. Like that dude that – I'm dude a Seahawks is, is fan. Touched. I know who Dak Prescott is. As a Bears fan, I would not know who Nick Foles is at all. No, because you don't know what you're going to get out of him either. And, he, and he's like – he's like kind of been touched by a football God and like he's not getting injured, even though it looked like he broke every single rib in his body. And uh, yeah, dude, I I don't know. I mean, he looks at this point though, I'm taking, I'm taking defense over that quarterback because it just, it makes, it makes sense. And the Eagles defense is a shell of what it was last year. So Man, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm taking the Bears and the points, but that's because I have to. If I'm, God, I'm not betting. I'm not betting this game at all. I think I'm going to go to the city for it though and just hang out. Yeah, my buddy Emoney bought tickets, so he'll be there in the stands rooting on those uh, Bears. Uh, are you? So you're gonna hit up a bar or something? Yeah, I think we're gonna go to Reggie's Music Shack. Huh. All right. Well, that should be. Or fun maybe. Time. What's it called? Um, Reggie's Rock Club? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I, I predicted at the onset of the year that this was going to be Adrian Amos's year, and he's played really well, but he's been outshined by Eddie Jackson, who's just been you know a top-tier safety in the league, like a one or two guy. So I got that wrong, but whatever. They both have played really well. Also, yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard because I'm looking at these corners, and it's like how would Nick Foles prosper against this stuff? I just – is Callahan back? Is he? What happened to Callahan? Bryce, Bryce Callahan? No, Callahan. he he's yeah he's uh, I think they put him on IR. Hmm. Like Nate, his legs like snapped in half. Oh, right? Really? I don't know. I remember he got hurt against the Rams, and then I haven't seen him since. Yeah, it's hard That's to keep pro- track like, of every single third cornerback in the league when you're not a fan. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a Bears fan. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of every single third corner of the league. Yeah, and. I mean, Adrian Amos and Eddie Jackson are, like, top tier, but even Eddie Jackson is, uh, yeah, he's on another level. So, I, I yeah, it's just going to it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. But, I mean, it's gonna, it's, this is the story of the Bears season. If the defense plays good, they win this game easily. And, yep, you were right. Callahan's on the IR. Um, so we're wrapping up. Make sure you follow me at JondersFBT. Make sure you follow Rossdog at RossdogFBT. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, for past thinking audio content. Ross Dog, what are you playing video game-wise lately? Just Smash? What oh, else? shit. Good question. Good question. So, uh, yeah, it had it had just been Smash because okay. it's it's been it's been great. Um, online really needs to get fixed. Like, the little lobbies that you can set up with your friends, those are okay, 
um, there's like well, significantly less are, lag. Are you on a LAN? Are you, do you have a LAN adapter? No, but I I bought a LAN adapter for Christmas, or someone gifted it to me. Yeah, I had asked for it. Um, I, have you I noticed the I've... difference with it? Oh, big time! Yeah, Mario really? Tennis is unplayable so without the LAN adapter. A significant difference. Yeah, big time. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I'm trying that, but the game that I'm actually playing right now um, is Hollow Knight because I got a ten dollar credit uh, for Amazon and it went on sale on Amazon and I got it for zero dollars and I've been getting into these what are they uh, uh, Metroidvania yeah. games right yeah so I've I've gotten into them like this year with. SteamWorld Dig 2, which was incredible. If anyone has a Switch, they should play that. And then Hollow Knight is it's fantastic. I put 10 hours uh, into Hollow Knight, really liked it, but then stopped. I want It's been a game I want to revisit, but yeah. Um, yeah, really well, why not? You know? I don't know. I think, I think, I think go back to it. Um, I, uh, I think it's, it's just hard enough, but it's equally rewarding. I don't know. It's a good game, and it's yeah, 10 it's bucks. Yeah, it's really good. All right, that's the show this week. Bye, everybody. Yo. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good, man. How are you, Jonders? I'm doing fantastic. Are you ready to, uh... See, are you... I almost said are you ready to rock and roll. I know... Aaron Coscarelli told me that's lame, though, that people, you know, only say that in the 90s. But I don't know. Whatever. No, but I, I feel like... I feel like it's, it's if somebody can own it, like... If somebody, if, if somebody like really is a rock and roller, that's then they should be able to get away with saying that. I don't know if I'm really a rock and roller though. I, I have no problem with. Are you ready to rock and roll? I also like. Let's get this road on the show. Um, <laughs> let's make like a tree and get out of here. That's a good one because you don't yeah. say leave. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna get started now. Uh, cool. Hello. The what? I said cool. Okay. Cool. There. <laughs> I'm really great. I don't know why you put up with me. Um, I love you, Ross Dog. I know. I love you too. All right. <laughs>